After winning Bring the Funny, there's only one question on everyone's minds. Will becoming multi-millionaires change the members of the Valley Folk, and will money inevitably tear them apart? In the five to six years from now zone, Joe, who's a spokesperson for every brand ever created, we're talking Denny's and Lens Crafters and Benny Hanna's, he'll become the new success guy and the KFC guy and the AMC guy, and once he's a worldwide sensation, he'll become the spokesperson for the United Nations. In the five to oh. six years from now zone, Steve will use his millions to become the next Jack Black or Josh Gad or Zach Galifianakis or Dan Fogler, that's the guy from Fantastic Beasts. He'll be torn between staying with the Valley Folk or going solo on the road with just a horn like Jason Bourne. In the five, six years from now zone, Lee will become the first cast member on SNL named Lee, just like predicted. And she'll laugh her way to the top of the food chain, but unfortunately for Delman, she'll have an affair with Tom Cruise in 2027. And in the five, six years from now zone, Elliot will become the first first man when Grace Helbig becomes the first female president. And when they're taking their photo for the cover of Time magazine, the cameraman will ask, hey Elliot, please zip up that sleeve zipper, thanks. And in five billion years from now, when the sun finally explodes, I'll be here three cheering for the Valley Folk. Good night and good morning, Valley Cats. Peace be with you. Please help yourself with some refreshments in the back. I apologize for this being more than 35 seconds long. Good night. Wow. That was great. That guy talks fast. Dude, I would have fucked up so many times. Man. And maybe he did, but he just edited it to sound like he did. I like that uh, somebody finally really appreciated the five to six years from now zone. And ran with it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a fun idea. It is a dumb take on the Twilight Zone, and but also technology. It's also Guys, intentionally like, not that funny. <laughs> like There's something about it not being funny that makes it funny. Exactly. That yeah. intro was brought to us by Peter Clark. And... Um, it's called the five to six years from now zone. Thank Peter you so Clark. much, Thank Peter, you, Peter Clark. Peter Clark sounds like the inventor of the Clark bar, and he was just like, Clark bar. That's <laughs> it. Uh, nothing else. I'm just going to, that's fine. Uh, what's in a Clark bar? Peter Clark. Do you want to know? No. I think it's like not chocolate, right? Isn't it like a- Clark bar is, uh, consists of a crispy peanut butter spun taffy core. Originally with a caramel center and coated in milk chocolate. Oh well, there's some chocolate. So in it's there. like a, it's yeah, it's like a less crunchy Butterfinger. I'd like to thank Peter Clark for that intro and for his delicious, delicious candy bar. Mm-hmm. Wait, I think the Clark bar is good. I've never had it. I don't think I've I. I think that. it's good. I had two Twix bars last night. Like I, I mini ones. I, I just think like, okay, it's good. You're not a monster. I'm not. Yeah. Sh- I, I'm not even sure if I've <laughs> ever had it, but I think it might be good. Well, you can't. I think it's but a. You, but you can't. The chocolate bar? It's probably good. But you can't do. You Based never on ha- most but you, chocolate bars. But you can't. But you can't do that. But you can't do that with the Clark bar, baby. And uh, this is the Valley Cat. That comes from. <laughs> 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 All right. What do you get? What is, what is this? Hey, what we we're, uh, we're in a nice, we're in a nice low energy, uh, relaxed state here. I'm just so nice tired. Atmosphere. I went to bed too late last night. Yeah. How yeah. late? It was like two a.m. Did you go out and have a good time? No. You just stayed up too late. I just stayed up too late. What were you watching? Um, or playing a bunch of weird shit. Honestly, a lot of bad lip reading videos. Oh, those are great. And uh, that's we like went some down good a old hole. school internet stuff that's still being made that still feels very good. And old somehow school still works. Yeah. yeah, and they don't pump them out. It's like every once in a while they'll just do big events, and it's always really super funny. Yeah, I didn't realize that they got uh, celebrity voice guests. I did not know that either. Yeah, there, there's a Star Wars one, like a Return of the Jedi one. Yeah, and it has like Jack Black and oh, Maya cool. Rudolph. That's that's like um it's it's reached drunk history level success. With yeah. That. 
but you can't really do anything with that on broadcast or on uh other than like youtube you can't really do that anywhere yeah, it's, it's like, like a, so many legal legal issues with using it, someone else's footage and then doing whatever you want with it. Excuse me. It could be like a late night talk show segment. Yeah, but it would have to be with like paparazzi photos or something. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. You can't just use any footage you want and do whatever you want with it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty sure I looked in the book of laws and I can do whatever I want. So get out of here. The book of laws can be interpreted in many different ways. I don't didn't even know that there was a book of laws. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Valleycast, you know what we do here. We have topics and stuff, but I have some housekeeping. Last uh, podcast we were on, I was talking um, a little ignorantly about the tunnels under Las Vegas, and I said I would go do some research, which I have done. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is pleasant. All right, so the tunnels under I Vegas. I can't wait are there because they are drainage tunnels so when it rains in the desert like once a year you know how there's always a flash flood yeah it all these comes. tunnels were put there so it just goes straight under vegas and doesn't wash everything out it's just like hey we're gonna ignore the people that live there just as much as we ignore the water that runs beneath our debauchery when it rains uh... so there's 300 miles of these drainage tunnels under vegas and they have become the home for the forgotten there's up to like some say thousands of people that live under there at times, hundreds to thousands. And they're just like every other big city, the, the forgotten, the homeless, the mentally ill. Um, there's the, you know, the drug addicts, but the there's Ninja also <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. There's also <laughs> the, um, the, the, the Vegas twist of, of homelessness there. And a lot of people that like just lost their life savings and are addicted to gambling and they, had nowhere else to go so they go underneath the the streets and when they get a little bit of cash they go back up and they try to win their yeah, life back yeah the, the the fascinating part of it all is the way in which they're living down there like people have set up straight up like studio apartments i think i've seen something on this a while back yeah yeah like, like it's wait, kind of what? impressive like, like it's a full-on like yeah kind of yeah they they're, they're making furniture homes. and beds and and they people are running electricity down there illegally what the fuck but social services are where's just kind the documentary of about it, it. Do you think there and that's is? where i know stuff because there is there but, is yeah, there's a bunch of them and oh! um but it, that, yeah. i'm so fucking where did stoked you, where that's did you watch youtubes just on youtube yeah yeah Oh, and you guys made a joke and called them the mole people, and they are actually called, or you know, the mole people. <laughs> what? Yeah, like a lot of the documentaries are called <laughs> the mole people of Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like it's crazy, sad, tragic stuff. Wait, 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 am I blown out? I feel like I'm blown out. When you when this you go, what? Do every episode. <laughs> somebody called. Somebody said their favorite part of the Valley Gas is every time I say I think I'm too loud at some point. <laughs> I think I'm too loud. Um, um, but yeah. So it's, what? It, so yeah. wait a minute. Super sad and tragic. We just made like a every, mole people joke, and they're actually called they are actually mole people. Called the mole and people. when we were doing mole people, we didn't know as we were crawling under a bed that it that there are people who live under. Well, Joe got their the permission. City. But yeah, I went and asked. That's my documentary. Do you think you heard that term at some point and it was no. like in I mean, your brain? No, it's a pretty common term for mole like people. there's been a mole underground people, like, dwelling. There's an old school movie oh, okay. called Old Mole People as well. Like yeah. there's an old school horror movie. Um, but uh, yeah, super sad, tragic, just like every other big city. But there's this other twist to it as well where they're in a freaking drainage ditch that is made to handle flash floods. 
So these people live down there, and when it rains, they, get washed they basically away. have, if they don't get out, yeah, a lot of them get washed away or their homes get washed away, and um, people have died, but they have, like, basically a warning system where they just yell and tell each other that, guys, it's raining, and then it'll make its way down the tunnels and people have to get out. This one guy was just like, yeah, you can't really fight it. You just lay down on your back and you you let it take you. And if because if you struggle, you're hitting things and you're smashing against the wall and you just kind of go. Oh my god! Whoa! So this is too much for me to handle. It's uh, it's tragically fascinating. But you guys should watch. This. You so just why? get. He was all matter of fact about it. Like you get, you just get down, you get on your back, and the, yeah. the water rushes yeah. rushes you out of your home. Straight up. Yep. Insane. Yeah. So, but. Like, it's worth living there still? No, of course not. <laughs> it's better than living on the street, I guess. Yeah. Because they're they're basically left alone as opposed to, like, being, for a better l- lack of, for a lack of words, like, an eyesore and a reminder up on the surface level and being treated like shit. They get to go down there. They're not told to move. They're not, like, they're still trespassing, but social services and the police just don't go down there because they don't see it. And they're just not going to deal and with it. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Well, you can they flush could, them out. They could, but there's no point. You know, they're just going to be on the street then. They, yeah. and, and it's a tourist city. They don't want them on the street. And yeah. there's still a number of people up there with the, in the shelters and stuff. Um, but the what they've created is, again, fascinating. One of the people they interviewed was this couple that have been dating for six months. They again, they brought a, a like a queen size bed down there. They have a dog. They have Whoa. a bunch of shelves and candles. Like a mole dog, just a regular dog. <laughs> You're poor. <laughs> a fluffy dog. Anyways, um, yeah, that's messed up. I don't like that. Uh, the way you know what I how to how to, how to face it. Mm-hmm. I know. I knew. I love you. Okay, here's what you do. Elliot's you, mic is just uh, pull the mic everybody. out carefully, and then uh, pull. Yes. Now and now twist. No, not on no, the I mic. Telling you to twist twist that plastic piece. Yep, yep, tighten yep. it up. Okay, let me hold your mic. I'm holding Elliot's mic while he fixes his mic stand for all of you not watching the video. Tighten it nice and good. He's uh, continuing to tight. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's good. Don't do it too much. Well, but now that, and okay. now, yeah. well, hold on. <laughs> no, no, this will work. Okay, great. No, no, don't do that. That's work. not. That won't work. Yeah, that's work. got. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized there's not a lot that grosses me out. That grosses me out. For oh. sure. Okay, now twist the other not thing. Your fault. No. Twist the fault. <laughs> twist the dial, Elliot. This one. Yes, baby. Okay. Loosen that boy up. Now, there you there, go. Now retwist the dial, and I think now put your it. mic back in. And I tell you what, it's Christmas. <laughs> we did it. Um, you I'm know wonderful. when I went to Thank New you. Orleans, mm-hmm. which was quite a while ago, but you know New Orleans. Oh, is, the tunnels probably keep them out of the heat too. Well, sure, that makes sense. Um, The people who live in New Orleans, they love it there so much, and they know that there are going to be floods, and they know that their city is going to be flooded over and over and over and over again, and they just don't want to leave because they love it. Some people- They love New Orleans so much. It's part of their- Some people, they just can't, but others are just like, home is home, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what like the attitude was there. I'd be like, "What about when the fl- when?" Because they because any any tour you take, they like tell you about how the floods happen all the time, and then it like destroys all this shit, and then they just like rebuild and they're back to normal. It's like the Caribbean. The Caribbean gets wiped out like every hurricane season. Yeah, a bunch of it's islands. It's just some will natural. Go through yeah, a lot, especially of now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and people just are like we, uh, you know, we lo- this is our home. Mm-hmm. You become loyal to it. It's it's where yeah. you put your roots, and you want to save it. Like it's it, you don't 
you know, it's like fleeing away from it is like fleeing from your problems on a subconscious level. And it's yeah, like you want to save matters. the thing that is basically a part of you. Yeah. You know, it's, it totally I know when matters. I go elsewhere and people talk about Los Angeles and they say negative things about it, even though they are correct. I'm, there's always a part of me that's like, there's like, it feels like it's like they're mocking a loved one. Yeah, no, totally. I like because it's my home. Yeah. Even though it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, you've you fully embraced it as home. Play. Like yeah. it's it's home number two, or is it home number one for you now? Has it I has guess, it usurped Florida? Well, I guess home is always where your family. Like I feel like my wherever my parents are is pretty much where home is. But yeah, I mean this is home for sure. Yeah. But I mean you've been. I feel like you you still like you have Montana everything, and you were just in Montana. Yeah, I don't consider L.A. home, and I've been trying to like change that mindset because I've been here for ten years, and I don't take advantage of it the way I should. Like I've never been to the Hollywood Bowl, which is dumb. Still. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Oh. So like, there's a lot of things within the Dude, area that I, I need to like start embracing more. Like we went to the Greek theater and I was like, this is great. Um, that, yeah, that was so fun. Do yeah. you love Coco, the Pixar film? I think it's go. I, I like Coco. I have a ticket, an extra one to me and Owen are going to see Coco at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, fun! And it's going to be like a big event, and it's like all these celebrities are playing all the different characters. Oh, that's really cool! And it's like orchestral and stuff. And if you'd like to come, Joe, that could be a really fun first time that. bowl show. There's for you. some. Uh, yep, there's great some, idea. There's some internal familial guilt. Of course. Like I feel like I need because my family also wants to go to the of bowl sometimes. Of course like, they do. Oh, there's a part of me that's like the first time needs to be with the family. Uh, it's like well, don't tell watch them to that. become friends with Steve. Absolutely yeah. not. I wouldn't. You made that choice, man. I yeah. I I barred my family. You're from never going to take Steve. your family to the bowl. Come with me to see Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years in, I suppose I say have it. it. You're never going <laughs> to. Just we all know the truth. Yeah, I did go home, and home was great. And I I needed a much uh, had a much needed um, exhale, uh, recharge. Yeah, man. It was. I went up with no agenda. I didn't really tell people. I told my dad. And my only rule for myself uh, was I'm not going to sit on my ass and watch television. Like, there's no way I'm staying indoors. So whenever my dad would get a little tired or just was, like, seeming like he wasn't going <laughs> to want to do anything, I was like, peace. And I'd just go outside and I'd drive and I'd get lost and I'd take pictures. <laughs> on Went to the rivers, went to Glacier National Park, walked up mountains, did it all by myself. And it was not all of it. My dad came for a lot of it, but it was uh, awesome. Let's make, a, let's make a short film about what you did in Montana, but it's, like, a crazy murder mystery, like, what the fuck crazy like thriller type movie yeah just imagine everything that i was posting both instagram and instagram stories yeah. and twitter and just know that i killed somebody yeah like i <laughs> yeah. like the whole short is about you like i just need to go home and get you know and no everybody understands why you wanted to go to montana it, that place means so much to you it's your home mm -hmm. it's your original home the tunnels that, don't bother you and that's where I people the tunnels don't bother yeah. you living yeah. in the tunnels yep. never bothered you growing up in montana and the tunnels of montana <laughs> but uh yeah um i had really interesting introspective realizations on this trip i've never flown into um my valley my home valley before during the day so this is the first time oh, it was wow. a clear day it's in the rocky mountains but that was I beautiful I sent you guys a lot of pictures and you got to see it i flew way. over flathead lake which is a massive beautiful lake and then went into my valley how many memories in flathead lake so many yeah. So many. Yeah. Um, I went to band camp on Flathead Lake. Wow, fuck. Um, but, um, yeah, you never get to see it from that perspective. Right, and I never had. So it's, I got this new love for the area. 
from from an aerial point of view and I was like I was reminded how much I love it and how beautiful it is and how excited I was to do it so and none of that changed I went to Glacier Park during the fall when tourist season is gone and I realized that I'd never done that all the leaves were changing there were greens yellows reds awesome and nobody was there and so it was like Glacier National Park was my my little playground and it was it was uh spiritual at times but the outdoors Montana itself nature love it 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 filled me up with joy but i also had a uh, a realization with my hometown which is i i love it it's small it's quaint there's very nice people um but i realized on this trip that it's not my hometown anymore <laughs> that uh that uh, i hate it that i hate it <laughs> no love it but i know it's not home anymore yeah like, i i went there i saw not an exaggeration nobody that i knew um until the third or fourth day. Yeah, when I go back to Lakeland, I see no one that I yeah. know. And I don't really necessarily want to. There's people yeah. I seek out. There's like one or two friends mm-hmm. that I have, but yeah. No, and I, would, I wanted to. I wanted to see people, but they're all gone. And the people that I grew up with, my educators, my teachers, my mentors, they've either moved on or they're older. And the town has evolved, and now it's this new generation's town. And it's different, and they have slightly different values, I feel. And um, still a part of me, but it it won't it would never like I can't I would never move there again. Yeah. Upon returning, you know? did that make did that make returning to L.A. for the first time, having had that insight, better or different in any way? It didn't, it didn't make me feel like L.A. was any more home. Mm. Um, Interesting. So I'm, I'm I'm a little homeless right Do now. Do you feel like there is somewhere in Montana that yeah. could be your home? Went down and visited my friend in Missoula, um, my friend Andrew, and you guys met him. He's lived there for a while, and we grew up. Um, together in Columbia Falls and him and his wife live there and I went and spent a day and a half in Missoula, Montana where uh, Hank Green is. I saw Hank and um, Missoula's awesome. Missoula's big enough that and, and uh, it's a college town, a lot of culture. They're bringing in concerts. Um, the same ones that come here to the Greek and all that stuff, they, they happen up in Missoula. They have a sporting culture with the Montana Grizzly football team which is big and um, it's beautiful yeah. and it's big enough that you feel like you're not, you know, in this tiny town where nobody's doing anything or anything like that. Beautiful hiking. We went for hikes. Ah, great. What's wow. the population I, in the little town? In my town? Yeah. It's super small. Like the valley itself, which is a bunch of towns, might be like 40 or 50. Wow. Thousand. But my town, 5,000 maybe. That could be a little, I, I haven't seen mm-hmm. the census yeah. numbers. but 5,000? Yeah. But Missoula is like 70? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I think Lakeland's like a hundred thousand. Yeah, it's barely it's it's not a lot, but it's it's big enough and it's it's sprawling enough that um you could there's so much to do if you want to do Did it. Did you feel like cuz you're going there, you're decompressing, you're you're figuring stuff out. Did you feel like you were able to do that or did it get in your head if you weren't like at any point where you just like I should be relaxing and being at one right now and feeling refreshed, but really you were just like bored? No, I was never bored because <laughs> I just made sure I was doing stuff what i want kept going going yeah going. what i made sure is that i made i i wanted to make sure i wasn't doing work mm-hmm. you know and at one point my dad was like you need to call this person and i was like i'm not gonna do that dad and he's like mm-hmm. what why not i go because i'm here for me mm-hmm. and i'm not i don't know anybody anything i just and, couldn't reach you so i called your dad um, and i thought it'd be well, yeah when i'm ready to uh contact people i'll do it when i want to do it but yeah. right now i'm gonna go into the forest i'm gonna frolic and take yeah. a dumb picture of me jumping through some leaves like, oh man that's and it was awesome a, yeah it was for me Good for you. I man. still want to do a movie where you went to go murder someone. You were tying up some loose ends in your life, 
And it was like, we, we all understood because you love Montana. Yeah, of course, Joe, go to Montana. But it's like the perfect cover yeah, for yeah. going to kill yeah. someone. Right. And also because- Because I have a list, too. It's yes. like every time I take a vacation, it's to take Well, there's like, the we see your list, and there's like all of these people that have already died, like yeah. for real, in real life. Like we would just put names of real people who've died uh, in the past like ten years, and then the last name is like this guy in Montana, mm-hmm. and I this like, is like you doing finishing up your list. I like a part of that being that, in some level, you already knew that that was happening, and the weight of the secret is uh, such yeah. a burden that you found a way to actually say in detail what Joe Beretta uh, <laughs> truly did in real life. Yeah, uh, by talking about it on a podcast and sort of pretending that it's within a script that you're going to write when in actuality that was just your way of sort of confessing the best you can so that maybe if the chips all go down me and you will be fine because it was joe beretta that killed Mm. that killed those people right Mm -hmm. and you could see the tension in joe sitting there while the story is being told yeah and he knows it's his right the audience knows it's his yeah but but nobody else knows no one knows i know that he's don't know yeah yeah Yeah, and that's fine yeah we love joe that's a tense moment and the name of that movie is Montana, bro, you're gonna die. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. <laughs> Montana, bro, you're gonna die. That uh, that deserves more jail time than killing somebody. <laughs> yeah, it does. What you just said, it really does. Um, so that was it, it. Leads into a thing that I I thought we could do today for my topic. So it's just an extension of my topic. And we started the Montana. <laughs> Let me make sure. Um, <laughs> So my friend Andrew, yes. man, the the the, the freaking leaps that we're about to take to get to where do, we are. Do you want to do the ads before yeah, or we'll after? Do it after? Okay, sure. Do it after. All right. Um, so Andrew and his wife had just came back from Iceland, and he informed me about his trip and his experiences, and it was amazing. I was like, cool. And he's like, also here, take these. And he gave me <laughs> these bones, two little <laughs> bottles, two little <laughs> bottles of Renevin. <laughs> sorry cough sounded so weird thanks Um, man you gave me two bottles i'm working on a new bit brenevin these are this is called the black death it is a type of schnapps from iceland and what you usually drink it with is uh a hark harkfall or havark something like that one of the two it's fermented shark and it's fermented shark that is poisonous to eat like you could die if you ate it because the uh, the toxins in the shark, it's called the Greenland shark, are like antifreeze because it's swimming in the cold waters of the north. So the only way to eat this shark is to murder it and then uh, let the flesh rot. I feel um, I feel like I should not have smoked that thing before. This I podcast. agree with you're you right. on this that. Is too, this is I, so I, you left I feel like I'm stringing words it. together that aren't like none <laughs> of that made none no. of this makes We're sense. I feel yet. like I'm, I'm there's an uh, I'm listening to an audio book of fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. So you have to let the shark rot. You take the meat off the shark and you throw it into a pit. So what does the shark have? It. Where did this come from? The shark? The, where, well, I'm just that's just what you mix with it. I'm just telling you interesting things. Oh, okay. So I'm not about to drink a shark. No, 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 no. Is this sugar glass? Can I smash this? On your head. <laughs> okay, so uh, you have to bury it, let it rot for a while, and then you hang it for five to six months 
to let all the toxins the get out. Fuck? And then they cut it up into this tiny little cubes. This is weird not being high, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such and, an extreme thing to be hearing. Everything you're saying is so yeah. intense. So it's like a, <laughs> Sorry, it basically folks. comes out with the same smell as like cleaning fluids and stuff. But this is like an Icelandic traditional dish from like Nordic culture. But anyways, you wash it down with this Brevevin, Brevevin shot, schnapp shot. And I figured we'd try that all today because he gave it to Wait, me. Wait, but we're not having... We're not having the shark. This is just the shots. This is also called... This shot, this Brenevin, is also called the Black Death. And I've never had it before. So we're going to find out what it is, uh, what it tastes like together. Doesn't that sound like fun? Wow, okay. Why do I get more? <laughs> <laughs> so you usually wash down really gross, ammonia-filled, fermented shark with a shot of this. This, is, this cleanses the palate. We're not having the shark today, but on a future episode, yeah. maybe but we will. But if we've not had the shark, what is the effect then? It's just alcohol. Probably tastes like alcohol. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, bro. Dude, I fucking <laughs> love to party with my bros. So anyways, this goes to, oh, Andrew Weed, and I told him I'd tell the story. <laughs> Dude, I think this might affect you. <laughs> yeah. What, this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to take the shot. I'm just going to taste it. We can taste it. It's fine. Oh. All right, I'm, I'm going to take the shot. Yeah, so we'll take gonna shot? T- yeah, we'll take the shot. I am trying to be a responsible human today. So my friend Andrew Weed says, uh, do you want to hear our personal story associated with it? And I said, sure. And he writes, it's not really very exciting. We tried it. It was terrible. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> about this stuff? The shark stuff. The shark uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. That was about the shark stuff, the shark not and this. The shark and the shot. Okay, the whole yeah. rigmarole. The fact that the shot is They're called- saying the rigmarole was not worth it. Yeah, the, sh- the fact that, the, that this is called Black Death- it, you know, it gives us a little bit of a... Uh, also, you're flicking directly on the crack of I that know. glass. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Ready? Uh, All right. Uh, uh, to the Black Death. To the Black Death. <laughs> hey, and to the people black of Alaska. Death. Nope. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it's medicinal. It's um, like a licorice. Yeah. It's like black licorice. Yeah. Ooh, it cleared my throat for me. Ah. I didn't have to clear my own throat. Wow, yeah. That. That. Okay, That's not bad. I feel like someone put a pipe brush through my throat yeah, and cleaned it right it's out. Like, it's like uh, it's like me- medicine. That's a serious... Ah. That's serious. This is like the medicine you'd get in the 80s. <laughs> Oof, I feel it in my, uh, my xiphoid make... process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My liver is actually calling me right now. <laughs> oh. That's fine. It's not bad. It's like college. Tastes the, like college. It, the aftertaste is definitely like cough syrup. Yeah. It's kind of like a. Can I be? Can I? Like, or like. Does, night, am I wrong when I say Oof. it tastes a little bit like a? Um, what's that one that's like a Fireball or whatever? What's it called? The Fireball. No, no. Is that what it's called? <laughs> fireball. fireball has fireball cinnamon shots? though. That doesn't yeah, taste like cinnamon. It tastes no. a little like that. That doesn't taste like cinnamon in. No. Mm. Well, it's got like the same kind of like sweetness to it though. I maybe. guess. It's that they're both like liqueurs. Yeah. So there's like a syrupiness yeah. to it. Like a syrupy yeah. sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, we'll try the shark someday. The aftertaste is the is definitely not good. Yeah, uh-uh. it's sticking around. I got this coffee mm-hmm. and I'm hoping it helps. It helps I've a little. I've got kombucha. This is going to. Ah. All right. What do you guys got? I'm going to explode. What a weird path that I just took y'all on. Um, Ain't that great? Cool, dog. Yeah. Also, go check out the, the. Oh, that was the last point that I wanted to make. When you have nothing to do and you're not worrying about work, I found that like the creative juices, there's a need to want to still be creative. And I still found myself, you know, taking fun pictures. I did some real dumb Instagrams. Yeah, like yeah, those were great. Stick story thing that did pretty fun. I uh, like that well. hoof, that deer hoof deer you found. Hoof, yeah. Ryan, put in the uh, the stick story from my Instagram to this podcast. Boom, there it is. Bam. Boom. 
Anyways, the power yeah. that he wields, you know, the mm-hmm. power that he felt doing that is. Yeah. Sorry, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's do some ads. How about that? That sure. sounds great. Guys, this fall, start a new monthly routine that'll upgrade your life and style with a box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to craft your own hard cider, Steve, Hall, you can make your own. I can make my own cider? Yeah. Dude, Alana and I would have a blast making our own cider. I like me a cider. Dude, you could also toast perfectly aged fall cocktails. Mmm, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. Every part. Every part. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. <laughs> that music is ridiculous. It's so perfect. <laughs> it really is. It's like whiskey. You like toasting things. You like manly things. You like them. You like shaving your junk. <laughs> your answer is going to help them pick the right box of awesome. Uh, when you take their quiz, they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. That, my friends, is a big old Box of Awesome deal. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code VALLEYCAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code VALLEYCAST, for 20% off your first box. I keep always, I always say it, but Elliot got a cigar box, and I've never seen him be more excited. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and I'm waiting on my travel box that's coming up, too. Have you got yours yet? I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I got a travel kit box, a new one that's coming. and Oh, no, the bag, and you're getting the... I'm getting a grooming You're getting thing, a grooming kit. Like a travel, yeah. a tote I feel like I was got completely left out of whatever this is, and I'm upset about it. Well, your guess you're just... Guys, listen. Box of awesome lists. Um, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals, folks. Audible Originals are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, exclusive audio books, and scripted shows that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. You'll finish more stories when you listen with Audible and always be part of the conversation. With the convenient Audible app, you can listen anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Mobile, Alexa-enabled, Bluetooth, and more. You can listen at the gym. You can listen at him. You can listen, snim, and if you and if you swim, anytime you can't read, you can listen with Audible. Audible members get more than ever before. Every month, you can choose one audiobook regardless of price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. This is very true. I use it. It's super cool. Members are staying motivated and inspired with unlimited access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs. Sign up for free updates from the New York Times, etc. Audible members can easily exchange any title they don't love at any time. Members keep the library of listens forever. That's true. I re uh, listen to many of them, and it's very nice, especially on aeroplanes. You can start a 30-day trial and choose one audiobook plus two Audible Originals absolutely free. Here's the deal. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible Originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash valleycast, audible.com slash valleycast, audible.com slash valleycast, or text valleycast to 500 five zero zero five hundred five hundred 
Um, I uh, ha- just finished listening to the audiobook Start With Why, and it's very nice. And it's about it's creative very nice. entrepreneurship, <laughs> Dude, and it's lovely. A lot of people lovely. have been rocking and that book. It's, yeah, and uh, Sinek, I think, is the uh, the author who also narrates the audio book that you can listen to, and um, it's uh, very fun if you're into that. They kind also of got one that I just finished reading on the plane, uh, "The Women of Copper County" by well, you Mary were listening Doria to it, Russell. Wow, yeah, sorry, listening to I, <laughs> uh, "The Women of Copper Ca- Country." I. Uh, a hundred percent recommend it. You should check it out. All right. Well, if Very we're good. sharing what we're yeah, reading, you're, you're telling me I'm, that sounds it's really, really good. good. Oh, yeah. it's so sorry. Good. If we're sharing what we're hearing, the audiobook I'm listening to is Journal Greg Gonston's uh, "The Big The Big Existence of Sky." <laughs> <laughs> the big existence. The big existence of sky. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, use it's our a code. big existence. <laughs> Existence. <laughs> <laughs> guy who chews up a lot of scenery has got a, he can't a big existence. He can't conceive of how big this guy is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Steve, what you got, buddy? Uh, let me switch up the music here and we'll get a little new party going. Oh, uh, yeah. You're in the club now, bitch. Yeah, I feel it. I'm in the back. I'm a little nervous. I don't want to walk onto the dance floor yet. Absolutely not, because you want to see if there's enough people out there first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to hide amongst numbers. Yeah, and I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, I well, there's eat. there's some pretzels at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> or I could order from. <laughs> or you cannot go to the club at all, Joe, which is what I choose to do nine times out of ten. And when I'm at home. Do you go to the club 10% of the time? Absolutely. 10% of the time I'm invited to the club, which is 0%. I am there 10% of the time. Uh, but I don't like going out to the club because I like staying home for fuck's sake. What percentage of you would go to the club right now if I said, let's go to the club right now? I'd go to the club with you right now. 100%? Is there any club that's running at 11.30 a.m.? because you're in the 10% of people that ask. So. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you, Elliot. Elliot understood my weird backwards math. <laughs> Guys, when you need uh, red wine at 4 p.m. or a sushi at 9 p.m. or a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m. and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., am I right? Uh, Post made it. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round, ladies and gentlemen. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. 365. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer uh, delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. And that's absolutely true. It is true. I once got a bag of Doritos for my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Grace and I will do 7-Eleven orders (laughs) when we're feeling particularly childish. And uh, it's like milk, Cheetos, a Lunchable... (laughs) You never and have a hot to. Dog. <laughs> you never have to go to the store ever again in your whole life. You don't even have to know where the store is. <laughs> you don't need to even think about anything outside your home. It's auditioning for a Scorsese. Yeah. Postmates will deliver anything to you. That's right, anything. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. If you're one of those impatient types. Which I am, and I like watching where my 
Postmate deliverer is. I like mm. to make sure they're on the right track. It's also cute looking. Tiny little yeah. car. It is cute looking. I want to set the stage for all those people just listening to this podcast. Steve has glasses on and he is swirling his Brenevin that he's not <laughs> drinking in his glass from <laughs> <constantly>. Iceland. <laughs> As he does a seven minute read for. <laughs> Here's the deal for everybody listening. For a limited time, Postmates is giving the listeners $100. Perfect timing on the music. Of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Valleycast. That's code Valleycast for $100 of free delivery credit yeah! for your first seven days Woo! when you download the Postmates app. Come on, guys. $100. Do it. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Valleycast. Thank you. And fade out the music. And Elliot, what's your topic? Um, Steve, what's your topic? <laughs> so listen, I uh, I went to I went to where's De- the cat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to Detroit and Chicago, and Detroit was filled with the nicest people I've ever met. You were saying that. in my life, like creepily nice, like amazingly um, and authentically and beautifully Did you nice. go in with preconceived notions that were put into your brain long ago as a kid and you heard bad things about Detroit from movies and no, television? No, I actually had nothing, no idea what to expect with Detroit. I didn't think it was going to be this like hard city anymore, but I definitely heard that kind of like, you know, it's like rough, but I'd heard good things about it already. Like Peter loves it. Peter's oh, very like, he's like, Detroit's like this up and coming thing and it reminds me of Ireland and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. And it was wonderful. Uh, and then I went to Chicago and it was <laughs> freaking so beautiful and i've never been to chicago and i want to live there and i was like i was walking around and i was like man i love it i was like i love it more than i thought i would love it and i was like i don't need another place that i would be okay living in did you and get then down it, into that section where the river goes through mm-hmm. and there's all the tall buildings it's really cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and we then um and we then, were yeah, oh yeah be. i think you're right yeah. yeah yeah i remember now yeah and then we, uh we saw joker and uh but which was kind of cool to do in Chicago because it's all Gotham City feeling. And yeah. It's like at least, you know, it's a big city. But um, anyway, it got me thinking about places I'd be okay living in. And uh, and there's like sh- Chicago and New York and like certain parts of Florida. Um, and yeah, then places that I would... Big cities. Yeah, places that I would want to have a home in, uh, which is different. Uh, and that would be like Vegas and like, uh, I don't know, probably Montana. Something. You haven't been to Denver yet, have you? I've been to Denver, yeah, but um, not in a way that I I you haven't explored it. Remember, yeah. I have a feeling I you'll was in love Denver, Denver recently. I think, yeah, Denver's great. But it was only for like a day, yeah. Um, I've never been to Denver. You're gonna love beautiful. Denver too. What? He's gonna love Denver too, because he loves Austin. Yeah, you would Denver. You're gonna love Denver. Denver's like, yeah. Better, Is it like Austin in it's in better the weather mountains? Austin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's got the Red Rocks. Which That's are also yeah, dead. which I really and that that uh, Red Rocks Theater too. That's what I mean. Not yep. just the Red Rocks. Yeah, it's got the Red Rocks, and within the Red Rocks is the Red Rocks. The Red Rocks. It's got the Red Rocks, but in the Red Rocks are the Red Rocks. <laughs> the Red Rocks and the Red Rocks is the Red Rocks and the Red Rocks. Well, you're saying it wrong. It's Red Rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what places do you guys, uh, would you guys like, because I feel like everybody, here's the thing that happens, I think, where people, I grew up going on, when my parents would take us on vacations, we'd go somewhere, and they'd be like, I wouldn't want to live here. I wouldn't want to, and they, that, they kind of gauge it by like where you'd want to live if you visit somewhere, which doesn't need to be if you visit somewhere. You can just be like, I'm visiting. It and I'm gonna look at it and it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens that Chicago is so freaking cool. Uh, but anyway, like do, when you go places, do you sit yes. there and you judge them according to whether you would live there? And is that yeah, how you 
natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's you gotta. You gotta base it off of your personal like, experience. Hmm, you right? do the, one like, of those things where you look up in the sky and you're like, hmm, can yeah. I live here? But like, if you decide you don't want to live there or wouldn't live there, does that mean you don't like the city? No. 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 I guess it. I guess it means it's a. It's a nice place to visit. And if yeah. you visited L.A., you wouldn't be like, I want to live here, but you do live here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, don't think I, I want it. I mean, yeah, my proximity to LA is why I love LA and why LA works because for it's me. home. So it's yeah. still basically yeah. home. Yeah, it's home. There's parts of like out, like exterior LA that I'm like, oh, I could live here. Like even uh, as simple as like Santa Clarita, which is more of like a little family place, but still very close, and I can commute <laughs> to work. Other than <laughs> the place called Santa Clarita. Oh, you're right. Shit, I'm drunk. One shot from Iceland, and I'm gone. Um, t- <laughs> that's what it is whoa okay I A forgot about the shot and B I was like I don't know what I'm even asking you guys right now <laughs> no I know what you're you saying you asked if there are any cities we want to live in I've right got, I've got answers yeah. what's your like I got I got a bunch of I answers. guess live in is different than like then well we're... Missoula I just said would be or like, like what uh, are your favorite cities is that what you're asking favorite us favorite would be different I guess because you might not want to live in your favorite city yeah exactly well I, I think, think there's a bunch of answers to... to it like I really like Austin and I know you like Austin I love Steve. Austin and there's a part of me that's like, I could maybe live here, but the weather in Austin is so excruciating that I'm like, that kind of turns me off a lot. So sure. there's a part of me that thinks maybe. New York, I'm like, I could have lived here when I didn't have a family and I wish I would have had that like five-year stretch of my life where I was by myself or just me and my wife and we were living that like that young person because i love walking through the buildings <laughs> good uh good good band-aid on the end of oh what i say <laughs> young person or with my wife would have been cool too. <laughs> oh well no no i'm just i guess the answer that i'm saying to that is kids like i, I don't yeah. want to raise kids in new york city I yeah think it would be a nightmare and like taking them to school and commuting and all that but when i go there i fall in love with it for two to three day stretches at a time where yeah. i'm just walking between the buildings and it feels otherworldly there's a part of me that really is romanticizing new york but i'm sure would be really tough that's a great answer you know that's a great answer um, that's the kind of answer i like that's pa- a good answer pacific northwest vancouver seattle i could totally vancouver. find myself oh. in. yeah um, vancouver that's I fell all in love with vancouver wait is that where we were or we were in we were, we in, were toronto. in toronto which is also a wonderful city mm-hmm. i have not been to vancouver um denver is another one and then there's a place that i've never been before but there part of me is like i could live in maine <laughs> i don't know why yeah me too i've but never been to maine. maine yeah i've never been there and there's definitely you a part of me it's like i would want to live in maine yeah i think my car could break down in maine and i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't do anything i'm good I'd be like all right um i think i think my answer it tends to just i i hate being hot man and being skewing to the yeah, south yeah, I would that's just, a big deal i'd stay away from you guys south. both get very like <clears throat> when it gets hot summers here you guys get very hate like it. i can't stand how hot it is yeah I, I do not like the heat i prefer cold but the hot is um, like Toronto was also now. really cool. I like Toronto. Yeah. Could I live there? I don't know, but I liked the city. Yeah, that place was great. Um, so yeah, those are my answers for now. Steve? Yeah, mine are very similar. I love, well, although I really love Vancouver. Have you guys been to Miami? No. I've not been to Miami, no. I hear Miami's fun. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver, like, it was it was the quickest, like, I've ever fallen in love with a city, I feel really? like. Yeah. But I've also never really been, I've never been to Paris. I'm sure people fall in love with Paris. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Juneau, Alaska. I don't know if I'd live there, but I fell in love with it. That's cool. Another great yeah, answer. I like yeah. that. Juno's oh, um, beautiful. Austin, you can love a city uh, and not want to. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my relationship with Vegas. Is I've yeah. never wanted. I'd never live in Vegas. Juno is Glacier Park. I could live on the in ocean. Vegas, but I wouldn't want to. I'd have to be like done with a lot. If you had like a residency, I'd have to be like pre-retirement or something. Yeah, there you go. Like the, if the you're residency would get me to live there. Yeah. yeah. 
but like just to live there. But you don't even have to live there if you have a residency. If I, I don't like desert. Have life. a residency, mm. and I'm doing stand-up comedy in Vegas every weekend at some small club. I'm dead within about three months. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know oh, people. That would oh, be people. That, you know how they yeah, say like you shouldn't live with them You can't people. fly. <laughs> you can't fly too close to the sun. Yeah, you can't give me that kind yeah. of uh, your wax wings are just melting away. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Know. I also do love Vegas. I don't know about living there really now. But. I was just there, and I thought we weren't really Grace and I weren't particularly looking forward to it. And then we got there, and immediately we were like, okay, we're going to stay an extra night. And yeah, we just course. started, and I was like, oh, I, I do forget how much I actually really love this, it's so this trash fun. den. It's so fun. It's just, there's if always you, shit If you know on. how to have fun. People, yeah. a lot of times, I think, don't know how to have I fun. I don't even gamble. Wait, really. you guys are talking about Vegas. I think that fun just isn't as alluring if you're there all the time. Well, yeah, of right. Yeah, exactly. Just no, like, after two days, I guess we're talking about the visit more than anything. Because yeah. we drove back through it, and I jokingly was like, "You, you couldn't pay me to go in there yeah. right now and, and do anything." Um, I wanted to let me push my topic out here really quick for you guys. Are you done? Are we done? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Wait, can That's... I do a follow up question? Oh, of course. Really quick of on course. It? Are there some cities that you're like? Hell no, never. Yeah, but that's a dangerous thing to admit. Because I'll admit there's it. Some... Dallas, never. <laughs> Arizona, any part of Arizona. Any, I'm down with that. No, thank never. you. Never. I had a rough night in Dallas, so I, I, Dallas, yeah. I wound, no, I wound up you. in a, a area of Dallas that's not good. That was very scary. Oh, that's not good. And, that'll kill it for you. And it did kind of ruin the mystique of Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> the pristine mystique that it. Houston's had on that before. list for me as well. A lot of Texas, apparently. Um. Moses Lake, Washington. I nope. mean, any kind of desert, <laughs> deserty places are really hard to want to live in. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for especially if you're trying to move into a home, There's that's some... like at least what a ten year thing. If you, if you know, I don't know. I would. Not, I, I don't want to uh, live in the desert for ten years of my life. I used to drive between from Gainesville to polk county florida and it's like i think i-75 is the interstate that you take and uh there's any town along that corridor basically is like i don't i couldn't do it yeah but i I think it's just so also there's just so few people and it's like there's not it doesn't have some cities just don't have a sense Um, of community salt lake city is another great that you can tell that area i don't know if you guys have been i feel like i've been to salt lake i don't know salt lake but it was just in zion you know and that was there's some uh, there's some laws in, in Salt Lake that may not be uh, something that you look forward to, but the area, the mountains, that whole like expanse is amazing. You know what's interesting though about the law? You're talking about the liquor laws. Yeah, the liquor laws. Um, when we went glamping, we stopped at this liquor uh, warehouse thing that you have to stop at, but that right before the border because mm-hmm. when you go in, it's not it's you can't get it. So we went in there and it was like L- Lagunitas IPAs, like the big ones. Um, and they were like two dollars. Hello. And I. But was were they like, lesser alcohol content? Um, they. I think they ship, or they used to, but they used to ship a uh, like lesser. Um, I don't know. Versions of I didn't things. check. That's a good question. But also, same thing for the alcohol was pretty cheap. Yeah, too. it was just like. Um, okay. One wow, more, what one, a riveting story. Yeah. One more question. Then you I can forgot move we were on, doing Steve. a podcast. Nashville. And I just started talking to Joe. Oh I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never been to Nashville. Nashville's pretty cool. Would you live in Nashville? Um. Yeah, I would live in. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville's kind of like. Yeah, Nashville's pretty cool. I, I would the, live for part of the year. I bet you the energy's like amazing in Nashville. Young like, people, it's fun. It's got a people are moving into the city at a rate that's insane. So the place is just exploding yeah. all the time. Like I think they it's said at cool. one point more people right now are moving to Nashville than are moving into LA. Wow, and it's just like creativity and 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 music. And I don't and, know if that's true or not. 
I think I heard something like it, and it could be wrong. Uh, Bananas are produced in Nashville at a higher rate than anywhere else in the world. Did you know that? Yeah. What? It's incredible. Uh, No, he doesn't know that, but I mean, this is bullshit. He thought he heard something. I don't want to hear any more goddamn bullshit from you. We're all over the place. Go on, baby. All right, my topic has to do with something that I talked about in great detail with my boys on the latest Dynamic Banter episode. Humble plug. But no. I thought it was such an interesting topic that I would love to extend it to my other boys. Okay. My Valley boys. Okay. And uh, the the topic was the new Terminator movie. And, like, not really more so about the, the movie itself, but more about how, like, what's the, what's the robot enemy in this one, right? Because that's the thing you think about with the Terminator movies. It's, it's like, who's, who's Arnold facing up against this time? It looks like Latin T-1000. Have you seen what its technology is? Like, what, the, what its special thing is? I'm, it's like, I, yes. But also, I, I only know what I saw, which is, like, he's like the T-1000, but better. T-100. Well, yeah, so he's a, he's a T-100 exoskeleton with the T-1000 liquid on him. So it's the same. So it's like a twofer. It's, it's a like two a, for one. It's a wet, wet robot on a, <laughs> on a dry robot. He's a Chimera wet yeah, robot. Yeah, I think that's that's what it seems like it is. Mm-hmm. I think it looks great. Sure, man. it's fine, whatever. But, you know, it's not that cool of a... It might be the coolest robot villain idea for Arnold to fight in a Terminator movie in a while. But we were talking about how... The term the T1000, which is the Terminator 2 iconic Terminator, looking, the, the the way it looks, the liquid yep. metal guy, the wet robot. He uh was really Robert cool. Patrick. Yeah, that was a really fucking cool opponent for Arnold, and had never been done before. And had never been done before. The guy that runs in his hands. Then yeah, yeah, yeah and the... he can make liquid metal arms and stuff. Yep. And then after that, it just like none of the robots were ever really cool again. There was like. How much cooler can you get though than a wet robot? I mean, robot? well, that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, it should have went solid robot, wet robot, gas robot, and they didn't do the natural progression. You're they, right that they haven't done a gas robot. <laughs> Although there <laughs> is, there is it's like gas powered, and he's got you uh-huh. start him like a lawnmower. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> it's called the cloud. There's six Terminator <laughs> movies, and in one of them, there's like a nanotech robot that's like millions of you know billions of tiny nanos which could be like that's cool yeah that's like a gas that's kind of yeah. gas in a way i guess yes that's fine but anyway so my top my question for Not you guys cool is is what would be a cool robot villain what would be your cool idea for a robot villain in a terminator movie to fight arnold like what's your cool what's what do my... you want to see in a does robot ha- villain does it have to be cooler than the t-1000 I mean, you can try. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like, try. Because this is what... This <laughs> give, is, it a, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Bro. Hmm. What if it was like the T-1000, but his appendages don't turn into, like, knives and blunt objects, but it's all just, like, lawnscaping tools? Like... This is his weed eater arm. <laughs> These are his pruning shears. Okay. Yeah. And he has like a bunch of arms. Because like a Swiss in the future, it isn't all just like that's war. Like an easy answer to like. But no, obviously, no, no. that's cooler than. <laughs> Look, guys, it's not just it's not just war machines in the future. There's going to be utility machines, ones that do our the things, the jobs that we don't want to do, and one of them is landscaping. 
Yeah. So you send back this malfunctioning landscaping bot, the T1 landscaper. Edward Scissorbot. Edward Scissorbot. And it just goes nuts. <laughs> I hate my answer um, as much as yeah, you guys do. Yeah, let's, okay, I thought I thought of one, okay. actually. What if it was like... Um, it, it it was just any technology that's in the room. So it's like if you're like walking around, like suddenly a cell phone becomes like a, like a fucking projectile knife or whatever, and the cell phone shoots out of someone's pocket and goes through. He's able to, he or she, it, is it. able to bounce around from technology to technology. Manipulate technology, technology itself. Wi-Fi. Like yeah. Magneto, but just, it's like with, something, less, with fewer things. Yeah. It's like a magneto that you don't see because right. it is literally just a force field of like some kind of energy we don't understand. Um, what it, uh, here's my answer. There is a new type of technology that is a robot that is on an atomic level, kind of like what we were talking about with the gas thing. And because it's at an atomic level, it's able to mimic uh, human flesh. So like rather than like cut through the skin and you see the robot you can cut all the way in there's like organs and everything but still on an atomic level it's a robot and the only way to find out like for it to like clank like it's metal and like show it's robot thing is if it's threatened and so you have to basically kill two people that look exactly the same you have to kill one of them and whichever one is the robot if it's the robot you try to kill it it shows it's the the robot except if it's not they end up killing real people because they were able to mimic the the look of the other that's actually two or three types of scary Yeah. yeah I like that. That's good. Because it could just turn into anybody is what you're saying? Yeah, it can mimic anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The other one is, and uh, the movie Upgrade kind of did it. I watched that recently. Really good. You guys should watch Upgrade. Really? Did you guys watch Upgrade? Uh-huh. Upgrade? Watch Upgrade. What is that? That like is it's... where a guy gets uh, cybernetically enhanced Ooh. via a computer chip, but the way they shoot the action scenes in it, have it's never been done before. It's amazing. Cool. It's where did you cool. see it? Um, I watched it on uh, Plex, I think. You fucking liar. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch Plex. <laughs> Netplex. Um, but it's really good. Anyways, but like that, a robot that would be scary is one that can, because we're all just like like uh, ones and zeros on a different level. But sure. it's something that can tap in to the natural electricity created by humans and our natural neural pathways yeah. and just manipulate us, turning us into robots with just a simple microchip. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah, was- you guys did great with this topic. Oh. Or a bird, big b- big robot, robot bird. Bird, bird <laughs> but then it's like a terminator bird, the birdinator, a terminator bird, the terminator, the terminator bird, the birdinator, bird and the turd and the terminator bird, the birdinator. All right. Well, uh, Wait. okay. Yeah. What, what was Mike's answer? What was that? Or- Mike said he wanted to just use Ed two oh nine from RoboCop. All right, well, that works. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Ben Meckler, who was our guest, said uh, he wanted a taffy Terminator. <laughs> he could just stretch Armstrong. He's stretchy and he's sticky. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just a mess. Just a stressful yeah. mess. <laughs> It's uh, real good, uh, guys. Thank you for joining us for this yeah. very laid back episode of the Valley Cast. The Valley Cast and uh, programs about a lot of stuff. like it are brought to you by uh, our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash the Valley Folk. When we get up to five thousand patrons, I'll be dyeing my hair any color that the patrons would like, and uh, so help us get there. And we'll, maybe we'll reach it, maybe we won't. Uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. My hair is not going anywhere. Hopefully. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Joe and Steve, and thank you to uh, our Lord. Amen. Thank you. Guys. Mm-hmm. 
God bless. Have a good day.